Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. around the house because here's the thing if you are not careful with your garbage disposal you can put so much stuff down that and it's why i don't know why it's funny to me it's always mother-in-laws that are always bad on garbage disposals in someone's house <laughs> on the holidays what are they why is that down there? you know it's funny and maybe it's a generational thing but i tell you what it's funny you get those people that are that always come over in your family that are guaranteed to stuff up the thousand dollar garbage disposal you could have like it could be powered by somebody's jeep engine and they're the ones that come over and plug it up when it comes to remodeling and renovating your home there is a lot to know but we've got you covered this is around the house welcome to around the house with eric g and caroline b this is where we talk home improvement every single week thanks for joining us it could be healthy homes or like today plumbing that we're going to be talking about. Hey, Caroline. Hi. And it's not your grandfather's home improvement show or your grandmother's home improvement show. You got it. No shade toward throwed towards those grandparents. <laughs> this is just not what this is. Well, Caroline, you've been out looking at homes, haven't you? A little bit. And um, seeing some, you know, some things I like, some things I don't. But uh, it's hard. It's hard finding a house and something that makes you feel like you want to live in it. Yeah. I still think you're going to be building. I think you're going to be I building so a house. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah, and then you know what that'll mean. You'll have trips to the East Coast because I'll be like, Eric, help. <laughs> help me. That'll be a fun build project. <laughs> Lots of video. All good. All good. Well, today we were talking, you know, before the show that we wanted to talk about you know, our top 10 DIY plumbing tips because we did electrical. That was a huge success. And I think we helped a lot of people with that. And plumbing is one of those things that, you know, one thing that I've noticed is I can walk into a Home Depot or Lowe's store and there's, I can fill a shopping cart up with stuff that doesn't meet code or is not a good idea to put into your house. And it's overwhelming. There's just so much and you don't know what's right, what's wrong. Speaking of that, Number 10 of the list, and these are not in a particular order. So this isn't like your top 10 is is like the, the music countdown. This is just 10 tips at a random. No shark bite fittings in your home unless it's temporary. Oh, he just shot me in the stomach. I had yep. to put a sharp bike in. Shark bite. Ooh, that's like a twi tongue twister. I had yeah. to put one in because I could not get the compression fitting to stop leaking on some... Not super old copper, but the copper was probably from the 70s. And I didn't want to have to run a whole other line. It was, you know, where it connected in under the sink into your hot and cold lines. Mm -hmm. And I had to put one on because no matter what, remember, I ran to the store, ran to the store, and three compression fittings later, it just kept leaking. And the shark bite did it like that. But yep. um, it's not a good well, plan. Well, here's, here's the, the right way to fix that would have been to actually 
get down there with a torch and mm-hmm. solder and actually sweat that fitting on. Yeah. That would have been the the correct way to repair that. That shark bite is a great temporary repair, but I would put that on your list of DIY projects or get the plumber out to do to make sure it's done right. Because at some point that shark bite will fail. It's got a whole piece of copper that has to go down through the basement. The only good thing about it is I can see it. So as it fails, like it's visible, right? I'm not, it's not, it's not going to fail that way. It could just pop off in the middle of the (gasps) night or you're out. It's not going to just start dripping. All the failures that I've seen occur with shark bites is it blows off the end. And then you have a half inch water line running inside your house. Oh no. Oh yeah. Ouch. I'm not going to sleep tonight. (laughs) Stop that. So I had a shark bite fitting that occurred this too at a house. Oh, probably 10 minutes from my house here with a plumber that went from CPVC pipe over to uh, PEX and they put that in the wall and a month and a half after they put it in, it was installed correctly per the recommended instructions and it blew off and it filled the basement up with water and they had to do the, it was about 80,000 bucks worth of damage to that whole basement project to do it right, oh, to fix no. it. I've seen that happen twice where licensed plumbers have used them and they failed. So they were installed correctly and it just came off. So okay. that's a problem. Not going to sleep well tonight. Yeah. So let's put it on the list. Put it on the list. So that's that one, a temporary fitting, you know, great. I love using them for, uh, for stuff that I'm just putting together temporarily. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm testing or I'm capping something off cause I'm working on it. It's great for that. I have no problem with that, but you just kind of have to be careful with it and never ever bury them in a wall cavity. I see so many people using them to put shower systems together and Oof. I'm like, that's never a good idea. You want to be able to, uh, if you're going to use them in the house, you want to make sure that you have access 100% of the time to that fitting if you need to get to it. Oh, yeah. So there's number number 10. Number nine, I don't usually recommend older toilets being rebuilt where you go buy your $20 kit. Now, if you're on a budget, that's not a bad thing. I would much rather you see put a new toilet in that is actually correctly designed for low flow that will actually save you money in the long run. I've got a question for you. I don't think I've ever asked you this. Do you, what kind of ring, do you recommend a wax ring, a reinforced ring for that toilet to sit on? Do you have a preference with that? You know, wax rings have worked well for, for generations. Uh, There are some new rings that have a neoprene outside and it's wax Mm -hmm. inside and those hybrid rings work well. I've tested them out on two toilets at my house. Haven't had a problem with them at all. So uh, they've worked really well in both situations. Uh, to me, they were easier. And if you have to actually reset the toilet or go back and do more work on it, uh, you could actually reuse those wax rings. Is that considered the reinforced ring? Um, or are they separate? No, it's probably separate. The ones that I've seen, these are a... Uh, it's almost like wax inside a neoprene type. I've seen, I've seen, thing, or, yeah, the, or they're even a um, either that or they're a kind of an expandable foam type thing that's in them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just depending. It's depending on what brand, what they're. You know, everybody's got a different brand name for everything out there. But that's that's how I've used them, mm-hmm. and they work well. And I, I had no problem with them. But my point though on the toilets is make sure that you get something good. Do not go down and buy that. $99 toilet to really get a good toilet. You probably need to spend 
250 to 300 bucks on up to get a good working toilet. If you go spend $150, I can promise you in the first couple of years, you will spend $150 more in water <laughs> to get that going if you're paying for water. So why not spend the money, do it right. And that way you can flush it once, not be doing the multiple flush thing because that ruins energy efficiency. You get what you pay for, folks. You do. I mean, you think about it. Back in the 90s, when I was working in my early days of kitchen and bath design, that was when they switched over to the 1.6 gallons. And when the government did it, they had really not got with toilet manufacturers and they had not done the research to figure out how to make those work well. So that 1.6 gallon toilet was using twice the amount of water because you had to flush it twice every time you used it because it didn't work well. And it took them probably another eight to 10 years to come out with a really good working 1.6. And now you can get a 1.0 gallon flush toilet that works awesome. Get like a Toto or a, or a DXV or one of those. They've got some really good. And a heated seat. Low flow toilet. And a bidet and some lighting. Oh, yeah. It's a concert in there. Yeah. Heated fan, you know, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. All right. When we come back here, what I want to keep talking about, Caroline, about these tips, because some of these I think are going to make some people might even want to argue about them a little bit, but it's one of those things with plumbing that there are so many great things you can do as a DIY project if you know what you're doing, but there are so many, like we were talking about earlier, so many retail branded products that I see on the shelf that it's like, it's there. And the problem is, 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 is a homeowner walks into the home improvement store and goes, Hey, I'm going to use that. That's going to be awesome. There's my answer. It's going to be quick and easy. And it's going to absolutely leave you hanging. And you think, oh, if they can sell it, you can use it. It's definitely not the case. So we'll talk more about that just as soon as Around the House returns. with Eric G and Caroline B. This is not your grandfather's or even grandmother's home improvement show. Even though we love them, this is just not what's going to float their boat. I'm Eric G. I'm Caroline B. We're having some fun in here talking plumbing today. You know, and that's the thing. When it comes to plumbing, Caroline, you know, there's so many tricks of the trade out there and it can be overwhelming to a lot of people. And there's always a plumbing issue that you're going to have to fix in your home. It's like, I can guarantee you, you will have a plumbing issue and you need to be on top of it. Oh yeah. So it's like my buddy, uh, Wes, he's not a big DIY guy, but he's learning. Mm. And I had gone, he had a rental house out at the, out at the coast out here at the beach. I went out and after he got a, a land, you know, he's being landlord. He had a, obviously some water problems in there. And I walk into the main bathroom and I'm like, dude, you have this black, you know, when you see vinyl flooring, mm-hmm. it had the black river underneath the vinyl that was probably five feet long of probably an 18 inch wide thing of literally water that had gone under the vinyl floor. Yuck. That's smelly. Yeah. 
And so somebody hadn't maintained the place because he had a renter in there for two years and it was a whole ugly deal. But what it was is there was a water plastic water line going up to the water heater that was on the other wall. Somebody had put base trim in there and they had put the finish nail, went through the wood and right into the pipe. And it was just doing the, it was doing for years. It had been doing the drip, drip, drip. And then whatever happened, it got to be more of a drip. And then it was just doing the, the IV drip on it. And then it just went right between the flooring and the particle board. And he had a, a mushy mess. That's disgusting. Yeah. Super disgusting. So, Hey, let's get back to our list. Otherwise, if I tell stories, we're not going to get through it. Uh, so our next one on the list, you know, before the last segment, we talked about no shark bites and, you know, replacing and putting new toilets in this one here is an important one. Don't order off-brand plumbing fixtures online. And you may be, and quite frankly, I don't want you ordering them online. Well, you may be tempted. You know what happens? People say they need this weird odd size. And then they say, Oh, look, this ABC company makes this particular washer or compression fitting. And guess what? It's going to fail. I'm even talking about, faucets oh, that too. and toilets and shower fixtures because people go on, oh, I got this deal. It's half off. Mm-mm. Literally. I could sit here today and walk over to like my local plumbing distributor, like Chown hardware. That's not far from my place. And I could go over there and buy a really nice high end plumbing fixture. I could jump on Alibaba, <laughs> send that off to a company and they would send me a pallet of them back and I could pay for them to quote unquote reproduce it. It's like I'm making fake purses Mm-mm. and I would have a pallet of it show up eight, you know, a month and a half later at my house. And then you could sell it on the internet that way. People do this all the time. And so there's a huge problem out there with online companies selling knockoff fixtures that aren't real. And where the problem comes in is you don't have the reliability. And then when you go to fix it, the replacement parts don't fit. Mm. because it's made to look like it. And also, this is true for water treatment as well. So reverse osmosis systems, filtration. When you buy from overseas, they do not have a standard. And a lot of the gaskets that they use have benzene in them. Benzene is a carcinogen. You do Mm. not want it in your water. And so you cannot tell that these replacement parts have contamination. And then what happens is when we come into test, we find these miscellaneous chemicals floating in your water that aren't supposed to be there. And so you could really make yourself sick and your family sick. So when you're messing around with water, do not mess around with companies that are using cheap products. It could really wreak havoc on your health and of course your water quality. Yeah. You know, companies, you know, if you, if you look at the main companies out there, the name, name brand ones, you're, you're good to go. But you don't want to buy those unless you're built. You know, there's some companies out there that there are online companies that are owned by huge companies like Ferguson and that kind of stuff. So there are some of the places where you can get name brand stuff, but you just got to be very careful. You know, I've seen too many things and Amazon is not one of them. I have bought more things from Amazon. Sorry, Amazon, that were knockoffs. Mm. How many times I can't tell you how many times I've bought Apple chargers and things like that from Amazon that were not Apple made products. Did it blow up your phone? Even though they said they were, they were not. So if you're buying stuff, make sure you know what you're getting from a reliable source. Absolutely. 
What's the next one? And especially when it comes to like filtration and stuff, because anybody oh, can make oh. a filter, right? No, the filtration. I mean, there's filters out there that you will be deceived because you'll look at the price tag and think it's $3,500 to $4,000 for a filtration system that you think, right, you're spending that much money that it would be exceptional water quality. It, it doesn't go that way. You need to know what com- the, the history of the company, who's manufacturing it. And I've been down this road many times with clients and their water becomes highly compromised. So make sure you're buying from legitimate companies, preferably within the United States. The problems that I've seen have been where they've outsourced their products to, you know, China and other places. Exactly. Exactly. Next on the list, if you've got CPVC plumbing pipes, so that's the water lines that are plastic, maybe that they're kind of a yellow almond color. Mm -hmm. They look like PVC, but they're almond. Mm -hmm. Or if you've got galvanized pipe, in there as your water line, even your drain lines. I would look at replacing that as you go along in your remodeling process. And that was because I tell you what, I've had more problems with CP. My last house had CPVC mm-hmm. in it and it was a nightmare. Um, galvanized. Are they still putting that in or is it predominantly older homes that you'll see that in? Mostly older homes. You'll see, um, you know, pre pre eighties homes. You'll see usually that in there. And so the problem with galvanized water pipes where you're bringing in your drinking water hot, cold, is that when that stuff fails, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller on the inside. So it's like drinking a milkshake through a big straw or a little tiny coffee straw. You know, if you turn on your shower and you get the rust coming out of it or the bathtub, or you see that you just get very little water pressure, Mm. that's usually a, a galvanized pipe issue in the house. It's screaming at you to replace it. Yeah, and that could be going out to your well, too, going down to your well pump. Yep. Yep. And the same thing with CPVC and PVC pipe. I don't want it anywhere in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see well systems a lot of times used with PVC. Like They'll it. put PVC pipe coming in. And if you do use PVC pipe, make sure that you have the stamping of NSF on it, that it's NSF rated pipe. There are sprinkler pipes out there. I mean, the PVC white stuff is meant for cold water, and most of the time you see it used in irrigation-type systems. If it goes into your house, and I don't recommend it, it needs to have that NSF stamp on it so that you know that it's something that's not giving you boatloads of chemicals. What do you recommend? Do you have a preference for well piping, like polypropylene pipe? I would go uh, PEX. Oh, PEX. I'd go PEX all day long. Yep. I would For go well PEX. as well. And the CPVC tends to really break. Mm-hmm. So they, there's been a lot of lawsuits on that. We'll have to go out to break here, speaking of breaks. But in my house, the CPVC, you'd be sitting there, and all of a sudden you'd hear a boom. Oh my. And it would just explode, and it would break. Oh it would, no. like, fracture. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about a big one here. It's important that no matter where you live, you should be doing this. And we'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey guys, you're listening to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. I'm Zeke Sky, and I'm going to show you how to shred it out while you're building it up. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, where we talk home improvement, healthy homes. Today, it's plumbing and tier design every single week. Thanks for joining us. Well, Caroline, we're talking about one of these things, this next one on our list of 
top 10 plumbing tips we've got for you today. This one's kind of close and near to your heart. Before we talk about that, though, I want to kind of run backwards on the list. Number 10, we had uh, no shark bite fittings. Mm -hmm. Just don't use them. Number nine, replace that toilet with a new one that's energy efficient instead of rebuilding the old one. Number, uh, that was nine, eight, don't order internet brandless plumbing. That's stuff that you get off, you know, Amazon or, or whatever Etsy plumbing thing you're getting. And then the last one we talked about was getting rid of that CPV, CPVC and galvanized pipe within your house and putting in something that's much more reliable. You got to test and possibly treat your water inside your home. This is my area of expertise. Fire away. See what I've got. Here's the thing. How many times do I see people go in and go, oh, I'm doing this bathroom remodel. It's, I'm putting all these cool new fixtures in. But what should I use to clean it? Because I have hard mineral filled water. And I'm like, why are you doing a bathroom remodel without dealing with your water issues? Because mm -hmm. it's just going to ruin all the brand new stuff you put in there. And there are pluses and minuses to everything that you put in. So with that being said, a little bit of mineral is actually okay, right? People get nuts about it and they say, oh, I don't want any minerals. But from a health standpoint, minerals are good. Too much mineral mm -hmm. clogs up your arteries, clogs up your sink. So yep. what's the solution? The solution is possibly soften the water. But the downside to that is when you soften the water, you also can soften your pipes. So what do you think the best kind of material would probably be if you're going to run a softener? I would say probably a PEC system versus copper. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to hurt. Soft water is not going to hurt a PEC system at all, and it's not going to hurt the brass stuff, mm -hmm. you know. The problem is, is that what you... Here's what happens when you have buildup, and this is what I've seen. It doesn't really hurt the pipes. What it, what I've seen it do is if you've got a 30-year-old house and all of a sudden you've got 30 years of buildup inside those pipes, when you run soft water through it, you're now releasing a lot of that stuff that was built up. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing that happen. So you know what I mean? And that's where I've seen the problem is that, it, that you're now – cleaning out everything in there because now all of a sudden that stuff's coming loose. And so you're going to clean out all that stuff in those pipes. What's interesting is if you're drinking from your tap and you have your um, hot and cold hoses, right? You know how you have your, you, so you'll have your plumbing that comes up to your hose and then you mm -hmm. have your hot and cold lines. It's a good idea to swap yep. those out occasionally because they're like an artery. So they get all gunked up with stuff and it closes down. And people say from a functioning standpoint, that would be bad. Yes. But what's interesting is if you test water coming out of that faucet and you've got a lot of buildup, your lead will be higher, your arsenic will be higher, and you'll have water problems in your, your actual chemical makeup of the water. And just by keeping those lines yep. clean, Eric, you don't get that. You won't get as much buildup passing yeah. through and you're drinking it. Yeah, I like to replace all those, all those hoses and stuff that come up into that faucet. You know, every five years is pretty mm -hmm. good. Uh, washing machine you should do probably every three years. Yep. Uh, only because of the off and on of that, you know, when those washers and dryers, you know, there's a valve that shuts it, boom, closes it off. 
those get a huge stress on them. And that's a, a very good, likely place to get a leak. But you're right, getting out, you know, keeping that clean. But if you've got good treated water and you've got it and you're testing it, you're not going to get that buildup. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you'll have less of it. You'll always get some kind of debris in there. I mean, I've seen it, you know, but you've got to be testing every three years. Your water quality can change like that. And people think, oh, well, I tested 10 years ago. You know, there's a lot of things in water. There's arsenic, there's lead, there's your characteristics, there's your pH, there's your, um, what we call your chlorination byproduct. That's a big thing. It's the number one carcinogen in the country. So when they went to the president of the United States in 2009 and they said, what's the biggest risk for, for cancer? That was one of them, chlorination byproduct. And that comes from your chlorine, not from, it's not the chlorine itself. It's the byproduct it creates. Exactly. Exactly. Like my house, for instance, we've got uh, nice soft water here coming through our our plumbing system coming from the city. Mm -hmm. And when I took out my 25 year old water heater, I opened it up and it was 100% clean on the inside. And then um, my pipes, when I've cut the pipes and ended up having to do plumbing, there was zero buildup in it, which was great. Well, you have good water in Portland. I mean, you don't, they don't really yeah. overtreat the water and you don't use, from what I understand, and I've done some projects there, they don't use chlorine. So you don't get a lot of this buildup that, and this chlorination byproduct mm-hmm. that happens, right? So you're lucky. Yeah. So that's, there are places though that have, there are smaller water systems that have well systems. And that's where mostly in our area that we have the mineral issue is because they're super high in mineral content. And that's where we end up having some, I can look on a map and go, okay, this area has got a severe hard water problem. <laughs> this area has got a severe hard water. And, and what I'm talking about severe is that your, your shower door is not going to last more than a year without it being ruined. Yep. All right. We got a bunch more to go to. We could do a whole show on this one. Next on the list, garbage disposal use. Be careful what you're putting down there. Garbage disposals are designed to keep plumbing companies in business for repairs, <laughs> I swear. You know, anytime you're putting in stuff like coffee grounds, you think about it, anything stringy, anything that expands. Chicken bones. You know, like rice, bones, <laughs> you know, any of that stuff. Uh, just be careful what you're putting down there. I don't like using the garbage disposal a lot. I'd much rather just throw it Me into too. right into my right trash in can trash. and call it a day kind of a nasty concept yeah people like them though but yeah um, i'd much rather yeah because here's the thing if you are not careful with your garbage disposal you can put so much stuff down that and it's why i don't know why it's funny to me it's always mother-in-laws that are always bad on garbage disposals in someone's (laughs) house on the holidays what are they throwing down there you know, it's funny, and maybe it's a generational thing, but I tell you what, it's funny. You get those people that are that always come over in your family that are guaranteed to stuff up the $1,000 garbage disposal. You could have, like, it could be powered by somebody's Jeep engine, and they're the ones that come over and plug it up. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's just nuts when you see it sometimes. It's like, how did you even do that? I couldn't even plug it up if I tried but somehow you were able to do it. Is there anything you recommend for cleaning it? Like a good product that you can clean down there. I'm sure it gets a little nat. I don't have one. So I, I would imagine they can get oh. smelly. Yeah. I've got a good one that doesn't get smelly because the way it's designed and uh mountain mountain, it's made by mountain products or whatever. It's a, it's a, another brand that you don't see out mountain there. Fresh. That one's really good, but yeah, here's what I do. Every time we're making cocktails or making juice or something like that, I run citrus through Mm. it, 
you know, like if I squeezed a lemon, I run it through there. Yes. But here's what I do. I will put that like half lemon in there, but I also put like a big cup of ice in there as well because the ice bounces around mm. and helps clean it as well. And then then when it breaks down, it's just water, right? So it doesn't matter. Oh, nice. So I would much rather use, you know, lemon or an orange, you know, after I'm done using it and then throw in some ice. It usually takes care of it. Lemon fresh. But there are plenty of good ones out ah, there. Ah, the tip from Eric, cleaning away the smell of your garbage disposal. And real quick, the last one before we go out to break here in just a second, make sure that you're not pouring grease down through your garbage disposal, through your sink. Any of that grease stuff, you should be taking it and putting in the trash can and not running any. Don't empty any grease drippings ever into your sink because that is how you will have a plumber out there with the auger getting that thing augered up. And do not ever put it down the sink with hot water because 20 feet away from that sink, when it turns to cold water, it's going to all congeal up and now you're going to have a plug. And fish. Don't put fish down there. That's nasty. Anything that smells, it's never a good idea in a sink. (laughs) Just throw it out. It's never good. It's never good. All right, we come back. We got more for you just as soon as Around the House returns. Hi everybody, I'm Ari Kameen from Steven Adler's band and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G and the beautiful Caroline. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B where today we are talking about our top 10 plumbing tips that you should be paying attention to to make sure you're doing them correctly. Well, Caroline, we've been going down the list here and I'm just going to kind of Countdown's the one from the first segment to where we're at here in our last one. No shark bites. Making sure maybe replacing that toilet instead of putting in one of those toilet kits to rebuild it if you can afford to. Mm-hmm. Don't order those internet brandless plumbing products. They're going to fail on you that you can't get repair parts for. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of that galvanized and CPVC in your house so you don't have those breaks and clogs. Make sure you test your water every three years like you were talking about. And then careful what you throw down that garbage disposal because that's how you get the plumber out there or you burn up the garbage disposal. (laughs) And then grease is not your friend. Try to keep as much grease out of that plumbing system as possible. Sweet. So now here's one of my pet peeves. If you're using one of the liquid drain cleaners, please stop. (laughs) That stuff is just chewing up your plumbing system on your drains. It's taking the the oils out of the plastic that's there. It's eating through the metal, chrome, galvanized, cast iron, whatever it is. And then what usually happens is 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 that you get a sink plug, you get the plunger out, and you go, huh, that didn't work. Huh, let's put in some drain cleaner. That didn't work. And then you go, that didn't work. What am I going to do? I got to call a plumber. Well, now you put your plumber in a dangerous situation because now they're showing up with all this drain cleaner all over the place that you've been dumping Ugh. in there for a couple of days. 
Skip the drain cleaner Plus part. Plus it ends up in the environment. Well, that too. It's ending up in the water supply. Yeah. You know, that stuff's so caustic. Nasty. Usually, you just don't want to mess with it. I use a combination of a cup of vinegar mm-hmm. and baking soda. Cool. And I sprinkle down the baking soda, probably like a half a cup, and then I throw the vinegar down just to give it a bubble up wash through. And if that doesn't cut it, then I'm taking off the trap underneath and usually doing a clean out. Yeah, it's always good to clean that stuff out, especially when you're working on it because those traps get nasty. And anything above that water line in the trap is where, you know, up into that into that drain tube is where you really get weird plumbing smells, you know. Um, bathrooms as well, one place that you will sometimes get, if you have overflown that sink a couple times and then there's stuff in it, that overflow drain can get mm. some buildup in there too. If you've never... You know, if you've never had it overflow, it's not big an issue. But if if you've done that more than once and there was some kind of product in the sink, like somebody's shaving or something like that, it gets nasty. Yeah, you have to tell that story because we had in my bathroom, we had this, you know, this clog that came out of nowhere. And then when we went to take it, the trap off, it was packed, filled. I told Eric with black stuff going all the way to the wall, through to the wall, and then all the way up through the sink, all the way to the drain. And Eric had like a great tip for why this happens. So here's what happens. You know, if you're a guy shaving, you turn the water on for a second and it's almost the same rules as a garbage disposal, but you turn the water on for a second, get your face wet, you turn it off, get the shaver wet, start shaving. The problem is, is you're not running the water long enough because what happens is if you just Mm -hmm. rinse the, the razor off, you gave it enough water to go down into the, into the, 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 down to the trap, maybe, but it's just going to all build up right there. So you want to run that hot water. I it's of course bad for water usage, but I like to run it a little longer. So that way you're keeping that water is now diluting it, flowing it, washing it out and doing that, you know, and it's, you have to, Yeah, it works so much better with a little water. I haven't had to clean out you know, like when I'm brushing my teeth, I will run the water just a lo- little bit longer. So that way I'm not getting that buildup in there. So you're going to need water volume to do that. So if you just brush your teeth, quick rinse, you got to think about it. You need to rinse that so it gets down into the main plumbing system. So a little more water does mm. you a big favor. It needs to be done because it was a moldy mess. And we didn't realize we had the smell in the bathroom. And I kept telling Eric that I thought the shower need to be redone. And as soon as that trap and everything was cleaned out and it was packed, filled all the way into the wall cavity. So it was a big clean out, big mess, but the smell completely went away. So it's interesting that you got to do that repeatedly. Just take your traps off and look what's in there. Yeah, just clean them out. If you get that smell in there while you're doing some maintenance around there, just clean it all the way out, get it cleaned up and you're good to go. All right, next on the list. This is one of the most important ones on this list. Know how to shut the water off to your residents. Key. key. Yep. Well, it is a key. Maybe it's a street key to go out and shut it off at the street. Maybe you've got mm-hmm. the valve downstairs in the basement. Maybe it's a valve in the crawl space. Whatever it is, make sure you know how to use it and how to shut it off. That's one of the reasons why I hate CPVC pipe because so many times when they plumb a house with CPVC, they use the CPVC valve when it comes into the house. And if those things haven't been turned off for a couple of years, they lock up. 
And then you have the risk. And older. Of turning the plastic valve while holding it and not breaking off the main water line coming into the house. And older houses too. A lot of houses, when I go in to investigate, I'm like, where's your shut off? It's seized up. Oh, yeah. They can't. Done. Yes. So now you can't shut your water off. Without going out to the street or the meter or wherever it is. I have my main shut off is at the meter. So I go out there and I can use a street key, which I have, which is that long. My meter's not that far down. I could reach down there with a wrench, but I have a street key that I can use just to shut it off. And anytime that I'm doing any water or maintenance that I'm doing stuff, turn the water off. And just like if you're working with CPVC pipe, if I'm working with CPVC pipe and I'm doing a remodel, like I'm putting in a new faucet or something like that, I actually go turn the water off to the house first because I don't want to bust that mm. pipe while I'm working on it. Yeah. And uh, that same buddy that I was telling you about with the beach house earlier in the show, him and I were working on his project. We had, I had taken off the pedestal sink in his bathroom. He had CPVC in that house. We had taken it off. We were putting new flooring in the bathroom, the powder room. 15 minutes later of me taking the faucet out and everything else in there, we're in the kitchen grabbing some lunch. And I hear, A whole valve in the fitting blew off the end of the thing, and there was cold water going, blasting out. So after that one, I'm like, okay, we shut the water off in the house when we do the CPVC stuff. So that was big. Now, here's the last one that I think is a very important one in today's world of, shall we call, wet wipes in the bathroom. These things are causing so many problems out there in the plumbing world of flushing, quote unquote, flushable wipes down the drain. Or baby wipes. Yeah, any of those. Any kind of wipe, don't do it. Just stay away from them because what happens is, is if you make it out of your plumbing system, which you might without plugging it up, the problem is, is that, If you think about how a plumbing system works around the city, there's different elevations in most areas that have a plumbing system. So it'll go down to this low point, and then maybe they have to pump it back up. So they have these sewage ejection pumps that actually break stuff up and pump it. This absolutely plugs those things up. And if you've ever watched what your local city has done in there, they will literally have like the big yoga ball size things of these things in the pipe that they're having to clean out. And it's costing each and everybody's cities hundreds of thousands of dollars a year trying to clean these things up. And if you get it inside your house in your plumbing system, you're just going to plug it up as well. your septic. Yeah. They're really bad for your septic system guys. And then you're, I mean, that's expensive. You're talking $50,000 for a septic now. You know, you do not want to mess that up. I would not have a garbage disposal or use wet wipes in a, se- in a septic system, period. I just wouldn't. It's too yeah. expensive to replace it. If you want to have a, a cleaner bathroom experience, go get a bidet toilet seat. Yeah. You're using water. Much easier on the whole system. And you're not going to be calling a plumber out there to fix it later. You know, it's funny, when we were growing up, I don't know if you remember this, but they used to do a much better job of doing public education about not flushing like feminine hygiene products down the toilet. That was like a big thing. And now they never talk about any public education about these wipes. And the wipes are, I've seen so many people just throw them in the toilet. And they just chew up the entire system all the way down to the sewage treatment plant, or uh, you're just taking years off the life of your septic system. 
And that's where you got to be really, really careful is nobody wants to see that because I don't know about you. I don't have an extra 50 grand to pay to put a new system in. Nah. Nope. Not a chance. I can hear that song in the background, Caroline. You know what it is? I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. House. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.